This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. What's going on, football fans? We got a special episode of First in Foxborough today ahead of Patriots-Ravens in week three coming up on Sunday. We are live at the intersection of First in Foxborough and the Winning Drive podcast with some special friends out in Baltimore. We got... Rita Hubbard and Cordell Woodland, the co-hosts of the Winning Drive podcast. Welcome to my friends out on the East Coast. How y'all doing, man? Thanks for having us. This for is, sure, this man. Fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I mentioned I used to do this uh, back in the day when I was on this uh, on on this like website and podcast called the Blitz Network. I was doing a lot of Chicago stuff because I'm out from the Chicago area originally. Um, and so I would do that. Like I'd reach out to you know opposing teams, get get the get the low down from behind enemy lines, so to speak. So uh, no, it's it's good to have this little collaboration. And I'm looking forward to hearing about your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens. First of all, how are y'all recovering after whatever that was last week? Oh man, uh, you know it. You know we're at the end of the week, so uh, we had to move on and 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 go to Foxborough now, right? Like onto the Patriots, and I had to do that on Tuesday. You know, I, I'm sure Cordell had to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but you can't harp on a loss like that too long, man. You can't let that type of thing linger because there's 15 more games to be played, and you know you, you just got to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's the end of the week now. We've had some time to kind of rehash it and, you know, face it head on, talk about it, uh, strip every reason as to why the loss happened, pass right. as much blame around as you could possibly blame. Uh, but I think, at least for me, being out at the castle and talking to Hobbs and talking to Lamar and hearing how they're, you know, kind of turning the page and moving on to New England, it kind of forces us to do the same thing. Yeah, and you know that's what you hear a lot about NFL teams, right? Is that they say, "Look, okay, we dwell it, we dwell on it on Monday. We have our meetings. You know, we'll rip you in the film session and 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 tear it all down to the studs and be mad. And then look, it's on, it's on to the next week. And that's kind of the beauty of it. You don't have time to dwell on the old stuff too long. You got to move on because there's another game coming up. But look, okay, yep. let's start this off with. We want to talk a little bit about both sides of the ball on each team before we get down to what we think is going to happen, what we're going to predict. So I wanted to start this off asking some questions about the Ravens offense 
versus the Patriots defense, which has been an interesting bright spot for this team so far. But look, kind of in light of what we were just talking about, how much hell is Lamar Jackson about to bring to Gillette Stadium? Because, I mean, I think he, he's already been oh, – got that chip on his shoulder, got the war path going. He already wants to prove everybody he's worth all that money. And then you come off a loss like that. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it in one sense because I have not seen Lamar Jackson play in person. I think it's going to be awesome. At the same time, I'm a little worried about what he's about to do in Foxborough. <laughs> Well, you know, Lamar is for the first two games has really been spectacular, um, you know, minus the fumble. Yeah, potentially he had a pick six at the end of the game um, on Sunday. But at that point, he's pressing because his defense can't stop a nosebleed. So, you know, he's just trying to make a play. But outside of that and, and, and then interception in the first game with the Jets, honestly, they were just. He was just trying to pat sad at that point, too. So that was another one that I was just kind of everybody's just kind of like, ah, you know, whatever, because that game was way out of, you know, reach. But I, I, I think that Lamar um, has already heard the jargon about the Ravens never beating the Patriots and Foxborough during the regular season. He didn't forget the game, the rain game um, two years ago about with, when Cam was the, the, you know, quarterback and, you know, the Ravens were favored to win that game. Obviously, we know how that went. Um, and then also they lose Nick Boyle in that game to a knee injury. So um, I just think that Lamar, like we like to act like guys forget things. I don't think Lamar is that type of guy. I think he remembers things very well. And he has, I'm sure he has that like, okay, so the Ravens have never won. All right. And and then I, I felt like I, I let that other game get away from me. So what do I do to get it back? Add to the fact that you already mentioned, like, you know, we know that he's in his fifth year option, came out of training camp without a new deal. So, you know, he's very focused right now. I, I'm really impressed with how the Ravens have kind of changed some things um, this offseason from an offensive uh, perspective. They have him under center more. He's playing really well with throwing the ball outside the numbers so far. So, yeah, I just think that th this is a different type of Lamar than it was two years ago. He's extremely focused. Um, and then there's a sense of him feeling like he probably has to put this team on his back because this defense, as of right now, is not playing extremely well so you know I, that's where I think Cordell yeah I mean it's, it's no doubt Lamar's playing with a chip on his shoulder this year I, I think number one Lamar wants to re-emphasize because I I don't want to make it sound like this is the first time he's doing it but I want to use the word re-emphasize how good of a passer he is uh, because a lot of people I think tend to forget that Lamar is a quarterback and while he is an exceptional runner he is really good as a passer, and you're already seeing that this year. Uh, six touchdown, six touchdown passes, got the one interception and in garbage time against the Jets. Uh, last year, sacks was a big issue for Lamar in this past offense. He's only got two sacks so far in two games uh, with a 120.1 passer rating early, and you know the, everybody had questions as far as well is Lamar going to run as much this year because he didn't run much against the Jets. Well, that question was kind of answered in the Dolphins' loss last week with Lamar having that 79-yard touchdown run, finishing the game with 119 yards on the ground. He is literally this entire offense right now because we're used to seeing the Ravens be able to run the ball, and they can't do that right now. J.K. Dobbins not being there is a reason for that. Uh, Ronnie Stanley not being on the offensive line is a reason for that. It'll be interesting to see if at least one of those guys make it back on the field this week. 
Um, I like to think J.K. Dobbins is going to be out there, but we'll have to see because he got a full week of practice last week, didn't play. He practiced fully so far this week. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But Harbs has been kind of vocal about his dislike for certain types of field textures. Mm. And the and Gillette Stadium is amongst one of those field textures that I don't think Harbs is a big fan of. So when yeah. you have guys that are coming back off ankle and leg injuries, uh, I think he's going to be a little hesitant with that. But I think necessity, out of necessity, they're going to probably play J.K. Dobbins this week because they've got to get something out of the run game. And you talk about that New England defense. They are a game plan defense. Um, they they switch up how they play teams based off what that team likes to do. And, you know, Harbs is one – I mean, Lamar is one of those players that uh, I think Bill Belichick is very fond of. Uh, not many players can get oh, yeah. Bill Belichick to talk the way he, he has so far this week about Lamar. Um, oh, yeah. And Lamar joked at this presser talking about he saw Bill Belichick smile during the time where he was, you know, went to the uh, Patriots uh, when they brought him in for a meeting during the draft uh, time. So, you know, I definitely think Bill Belichick respects what Lamar can do out there. And, you know, it's without a doubt, he's going to try to put together the best game plan possible to take Lamar out of the game. Will it work? We'll see. You know, it, it's, it's only been a few situations where Lamar has been taken out of the game. Weather is usually a big part of that. If there's a good weather day on Sunday, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you know what? That's that's um, so many great points in there, because I was there yesterday when Bill got to talking about Lamar Jackson. And there, there are only a certain certain few players that get Bill to kind of they get that little smile, get get that mm -hmm. almost little like childish sort of just like just, Reed, he's a football fan. Ed Reed used to be one of those guys oh, well, to yeah. get a smile from. <laughs> Ed, Ed Reed. Well, I mean, on, on the, like, what, top 100 players or, or whatever? Yeah. Were yeah. About, like, like, you think that Ed Reed was his son. Like, he's so, <laughs> he's, like, so proud. Yeah, he talking it. about how that, that one play that he had against Peyton Manning uh, you know, all those years yes. ago where he baits him in an interception. Bill's just like over here about to jump out of his seat. He's like, you see what he did? He like whirled around. He, he, oh, my God, that's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen a yeah. free safety make. And it's like, okay, maybe Lamar's not there because he doesn't quite have the longevity yet. But right. but but they asked him, and, and I feel like this is usually a thing you don't see from Bill Belichick, right? It's like, oh, yeah, like what did you uh, you know think about Lamar coming out of the draft? And it's like, Phil, that's like, oh, yeah, you know, we do a lot of work on a lot of players or whatever. You know, like kind of the way he talks, we do a lot of work on everybody. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, we spent, he's like, we spent a lot of time with them. And it's like, yeah, I had a good time with them. And he's an interesting guy. And then he's talking about how he's an MVP type candidate. Yeah. And he's like, without a doubt, like, no doubt, he's answered all the yeah. questions about throwing from the pocket. And he even slips in this whole, can't wait to see what that contract looks yeah. like. And I'm just like, Bill, you're over here wilding. What's up with you? <laughs> you're like, like, you don't talk about you don't talk about people like this. You know what? No. And, and you hear that, and you know, and it's been a lot of obviously, it's been a lot of conversations out here in Baltimore about Lamar and his contract with the Ravens and things like that. And everybody is is has their reasons as to why the Ravens can't pay Lamar this crazy number because of what it'll do to their salary cap and whatnot. But it, and, and as I continue to remind people. The Ravens aren't the only team in the league. There are plenty of other teams out there that I think really love what Lamar brings to the football field. And if the opportunity came, I don't think it's, it's a lot of teams that would, would that would hesitate 
to do what it takes to bring in a quarterback of Lamar's status. So, you know, to hear Belichick kind of give him his flowers like he did and to talk, to even go as far as to bring up the contract, you know, that, that was definitely eye-opening. And as far as the respect factor, you know, I, I look at the Patriots and the Ravens organizations as kind of like mirror images of each other. There's a mm. big-time respect there because, you know, obviously on the field, you're usually going to get very good games when these two teams play. But even off the field, the way that these franchises are run their their uh, their their views on things, just the culture of each team is very similar in a sense. So, you know, it's I think it's a big time respect factor there because a lot of pay- players that you see on the Ravens would probably fit in very well with the Patriots and Matthew Judon. over years past. I was about to yep. say, Matthew, Matthew Judon is a good Judon. example yep. of that. Yep. Matthew, yeah. Matthew Judon is perfect here. And mm-hmm. he immediately, and, and the, the thing I like about him, and he talks about being a Raven all the time. And and I think that was actually something he, he brought up uh, last week when talking about the Steelers. He was yeah. like talking about yes. the, the mutual yeah. respect of going up against the Steelers. And he's like, you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. At, you know, over there in Pittsburgh. And and just mm-hmm. like he he still carries so much of that with him. And and he and he comes right in here. The personality, everybody loves it. But yep. and it's like, yeah, the personality is great, but he gets down to business, right? It, it, it's not it's not all frills. Like when it comes down to being on the field, he gets it done. That's oh, his yeah. mentality. He fits in here perfectly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And also, you guys, I think uh, another guy that um, went to New England after he left here was Lawrence Guy. Um, Larry. So that, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's a consummate patriot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was about to say, and I think that he turned into being like a a, a, a popular, for lack of a better term, maybe not because because defensive line guys are like really hard. Yeah. Be like popular, but he was a very effective player. So I can absolutely see, you know, how that goes. And, and I agree from the top to the bottom, they're run very well structurally. Um, so it, it, it makes sense that there's a mutual respect for each other. And, and, and everybody knows the story of Bill Belichick giving the Ravens um, the, the, the thumbs up when it came to John Harbaugh in his interview process. So, you know, a big part of John Harbaugh, Harbaugh being here is because of Bill Belichick's approval uh, of sorts, because Steve Bishotti went out um, and asked him personally what he felt about him. So that just says a lot. Um, I am concerned, though, however, about this Patriots defense. I mean, it, it, it still feels like they're still Patriots defense. It's so uh, interesting because yeah. we weren't sure. All, all we all we heard about in, in the offseason and in, in the in pre-draft process is look at all the holes on this defense. They got run. They got absolutely smoked in that wild card game. Just, just abused by Josh Allen. And it's like, okay, they don't got any linebackers that can cover. What's right. going on with their cornerbacks? They lost J.C. Jackson. They got mm-hmm. nobody. And through two games this year, I mean, they didn't even really go out and make any crazy additions, right? The cornerbacks they added were were third and fourth round guys, and they, they threw in a couple of veterans. They bumped Jonathan Jones from the slot to the outside. 
And then you got Mac Wilson starting now. He's a guy they traded for, but nobody was really looking at him like much. And then what did they do? They went out and held that Miami team that just went supernova at the end of the game. They held them to 20 points. They held the Pittsburgh Steelers, albeit with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. So take that <laughs> for what it's worth. But they held them to 14 points. And so you're just like, man, maybe we were really too down on this defense after all because they've been playing up to a level that – I mean, maybe they kind of hinted at during training camp, or we thought maybe it was a fluke. I don't know. They might actually be decent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's tough to really sleep on a Bill Belichick-led team in general, but specifically the defense, just because they always find a way. And while they ultimately end up getting good players, they, they never really have, like, the outrageous big names. It's never, like – you know, household names that they have on their defense or even historically on the offense either outside of a couple of guys that we know who they are. But, you know, they, they just get it done with who they have. It's, it's, it's usually an organizational thing where you can kind of have the roster turnover each year and you can still go out there and, you know, be a respectable uh, unit on that side of the ball. And looking at this Ravens offense, I am a little concerned just going up against this Patriots defense because right now the Ravens don't have – they're one-dimensional right now. Mm. It's crazy we're sitting here talking about the Ravens are a passing team right now, yeah. and they're doing yeah, it that's very weird. well. They're doing it very well as, you know, passing the ball, but not being able to run the ball. I, I think it cost them the game on Sunday against the Dolphins, not being able to put that team away when you have a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. If you're going to go up against this Patriots team, the worst thing you can do is be one-dimensional. You don't want to make it easy for them, and you don't want to make it so, again, that Lamar Jackson is your only source of offense. I mean, I get that he's the quarterback, so the passing game, it is what it is. But the running game, his leg should be used as – as a uh, as an additional piece, it should be used as a bonus. Right now, it's a necessity. He's the only thing that they have in the backfield that can kind of go forward. So I will be interested to see if J.K. Dobbins gets on the field this week because even a limited J.K. Dobbins, I think, will help this run game big time. Yeah, most definitely. What you got, Rita? I, I, listen, I, I, everything Cordell said is, is is accurate. I mean, my concern is is that. Um, you, that they're all, they all one-dimensional. And I was kind of like peeking at um, Patriots' uh, stats defensively um, earlier, and I was just kind of like, okay, from a defensive perspective, they're still, you know, a, a very good. And so you just have to find a way. You have to find some type of balance, even if it's like 70-30. Right now it's not, it's 95-5, it's yeah, and yeah. Um, that's just not going to cut it. You know, look, do what you can. You know, I, and this this is going to be a tough feat for them because this defense is good. It, it, Bill Belichick's defense has never been, you know, um, complex. It's never been in a situation where they've been really down, not to my recent memory, not consistently anyway. So right. you just have to find a way to, you know, um, to, to try to, to keep yourself on the field and score as many points as you can. And, you know, if you're one dimensional and doing that, if they find a way to take away your passing game, well, and, and then add the fact that Devin DuVernay potentially doesn't play because he has a concussion. That's one guy less that you have. What are you going to do? Cause you can't run the ball unless Lamar Jackson is running the ball. So um, yeah, I, it, it will be interesting. I'm curious to see if there's some guys that come back. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, 
Um, and then uh, potentially you make some changes on the offensive line, particularly that left side, which has struggled some. So that could help. J.K. Dobbins, you already mentioned, if he finds a way to come back in some type of limited capacity, that could help. But um, it's crazy how we are having this conversation about how the Ravens are some passing juggernaut two weeks into the season and can't run the football. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? You, you mentioned, right, Devin Duvernay. Not potentially not being able to play, but I wrote about another guy, another Ravens wide receiver who normally you're not used to hearing that much about because it's always about Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews in the past. Yeah, on the tight end. Yeah, what about Rashad Bateman? Because that man exploded last week on that on that touchdown. He he got he was getting moving, and it feels like I mean we don't we don't want to overdo it here, but it feels like they've got a guy right now that is a problem and, and it could present an actual problem that is not a tight end and you know is a bit different from the typical Ravens offense right because you know Cordell you mentioned that uh Bill Belichick is a game he's a game plan guy right they have a game mm-hmm. plan defense and they'll do weird things like yeah they'll invert their safeties and linebackers at the line of scrimmage to try and corral Lamar at the line of scrimmage and, and do things like that but now you've got potentially a, a a wide receiver that can destroy you if you mm-hmm. if you let if you don't get him off the line of scrimmage and he could just go how much of that do you think is going to impact the way the Patriots might normally play against Lamar Jackson in this offense a lot you know and honestly it could be to the Ravens detriment because you you know I think that the Ravens so far this year this this year has they benefited off the fact that teams are loading the box because they're used to team teams are used to the Ravens being run first and the Ravens have kind of played off of that and done a lot of early down play action they they've been able to really pass the ball extremely well because teams are still thinking that this is a you have to stop the run game first now if the Patriots decide that they want to do the opposite and want to take away some of these receivers that that could present a problem for the Ravens but I'll say this that, uh, while Rashad Bateman has been incredible and he's been very good off of limited opportunities too. This isn't a guy that's getting, you know, six catches a game or anything like that. He, he's what two catches the first game and a touchdown four catches and, and a touchdown in his last game, you know, he's doing it. He's, he's been very efficient, but I'm going to look for if there, if, if Belichick is like, okay, we got to take Rashad Bateman. And obviously he's not going to turn a blind eye to Mark Andrews either. I would look at, Isaiah likely to kind of be the guy to pop out this mm. week, especially if Devin Duvernay isn't going to play. I thought Isaiah likely played really good this past week on Sunday. Definitely a huge bounce back from his donut game against the Jets. And he was probably one of the more consistent guys on the offensive side of the ball for the Ravens throughout training camp. Yep. So he would be that third guy that I think would get off. And I don't think anybody's going to fly under the radar. Uh, when Bill, you know, when it comes to Bill Belichick putting together a game plan. But if it's going to be like, okay, we're going to take away, we're not going to let Bateman beat us. We're not going to let Andrews beat us. It, I could honestly see Isaiah likely having a big time day because there's not much film on him. A lot of people don't really know what this guy can do, but he, he, he can be really good if given the opportunity. So I, I'll definitely have my eye on number 80 this week to see if he gets off. 